0: The rhetoric appears to be getting hotter, and I think we have to remember that Monday night really is a deadline here. It is a deadline because if Charter subscribers cannot watch football on Monday night, remember Charter has nearly 15 million pay TV subscribers, then this is really indicating that a lot of those people are going to go elsewhere. They're going to go to YouTube with live TV, they're going to go to Hulu with live TV, and the conversation does shift. A number of analysts have pointed out that the longer this drags out, if this were to go on for two weeks um, or so. after the start of the football season, the more likely it is that these two parties never resolve their carriage agreement. And the more likely we are to see Charter just offering a smaller, less expensive bundle without Disney, at uh, Disney's channels and increasingly possibly without sports. So, Carl, I think the big question here is, is the era of the bundle over and what happens when Disney goes direct to consumer with ESPN? How much is that really the nail in the coffin of the pay TV bundle as we know it? Matt Ball, I believe you're back with us, former Amazon Studios head of strategy. Where, where do you think this goes?
1: Well, I think what we're seeing here is this echo of what really happened early in 2020 when all of the traditional media studios and companies were confident that streaming was lucrative and that they would be winners. It was in early 2020 that they began harvesting the best of their programming plates. Whether that was 1883, an upcoming Paramount network launch, Shifted to Paramount Plus, Dancing with the Stars, which Bob Chapek moved from ABC to Disney Plus in its thirty-sixth season, or the ongoing investment of all of the best new shows becoming a Hulu exclusive or Peacock exclusive. The response to that is understandably hostile from the cable companies, who are now being asked to pay more for what is less than was promised years ago.
0: So. Julia, is it, is it the consensus among Wall Street analysts now that Disney does have more to lose here than Charter economically? Well, Disney may have more to lose than that if they were to lose those 15 million subs from Charter, they would be losing out on a massive amount of, of licensing fees of those carriage agreement fees. But there are so many other pieces of this that you have to remember. Hulu with live TV, which is, of course, Hulu is currently two thirds owned by Disney, has seen a massive jump in signups for the live TV service. This is a pay TV bundle. It happens to be managed by Hulu. And of course, it does has does have ESPN and these other channels on it. So, yes, we're going to see a boost of YouTube with live TV, but also of Hulu with live TV. So that would benefit Disney. But then there's yet another piece of this, which is that right now, Disney and Comcast, CNBC's parent company, are in the midst of negotiating how much Disney is going to have to pay to buy out the one-third of Hulu that Comcast currently owns. So we're going to see an increase in the value of Hulu, but then that means that Disney is going to have to pay more for a piece of it. So a very complex situation here. Obviously, if Disney owns the direct-to-consumer relationship and they can get a lot of people to sign up for the, the new direct-to-consumer ESPN+, Plus, they would benefit from that. But we don't know is what consumers are going to want to pay for, what they will be willing to pay for a la carte, um, and, and how this is going to all shake out in terms of these new direct-to-consumer relationships.
1: And finally, Matt, as if, if, if it weren't complicated enough, then you have uh, the notion of the strike and how this affects those negotiations, especially given that a lot of the margin or, marginal players this particular uh, labor cycle uh, don't have this labor, or this uh, linear TV uh, albatross and are looking to reset comp. Look, I think we can separate between three different types of companies when they're being affected by the pipeline of new original content. There are those whose bread and butter remain live sports or news. This is an area where WBD seems particularly advantaged. Then there's another category which are diversified but have the majority of their supply, upwards of 60 to 70 percent of revenue and an even greater share of programming hours, coming from international productions that aren't affected, Netflix being the leading example. And then we hit a company that's a little bit more traditional, whether that's an NBC Universal or Disney, that seem the most exposed to the domestic supply of creative scripted content in film and television. It's definitely going to be worse for them. Uh, Yeah, Uh, kind of rings with what uh, Barry Diller said the other day about uh, the strange dynamics of this particular realm.
0: AI might not be able to understand love. Except when it comes to tennis scores, the new technology has been a big part of this year's U.S. Open, providing commentary, insight and even projecting winners. Julia Borson is here with the details. And I tip my hat. That was a that was a good play on words, Julia. Well, Kelly, if you've been watching the U.S. Open this week, you have been benefiting from artificial intelligence. The USTA has been using IBM's Watson AI to provide commentary on what's happening in every single match.
1: Agula wins the point with a forehand winner. It is now even in this game. Deuce. We're really able to create a highlight for every single match, have that voice added to it, and out in the matter of minutes. Again, that was ours in past years. So we've gone from just automated clipping to now adding commentary to it. Then with computer vision, the goal and the North Star is really to be able to even enrich that commentary with more color commentary and really enrich our highlights packages as they come out.
0: As the USTA works to launch computer vision so generative AI commentary can really include color and all the nuances of every match, it's also working with IBM on AI-generated translation of commentary into every possible language. IBM's AI even forecasts who's most likely to win a match and predicted the recent Alcaraz upset at Wimbledon, although it isn't always right. Now, this is all part of a broader trend of VC funding pouring into sports tech, with 53 deals in the AI sports-related companies alone last year. That is an all-time high in terms of the number of deals. Now, one startup in this space is called AI Scout. is partnered with Major League Soccer to enable anyone to try out and be evaluated by the league. Another, called Status Pro, uses AI to improve the realism of its virtual reality training tools for NFL players. They also have a game so anyone can see how the NFL trains. We're going to start to see more about how coaches are using AI to customize training programs or even to isolate which tapes need to be reviewed, all in the the effort for efficiency. But at the end of the day, all of this data is still coaching or reporting on humans, humans who are still occasionally unpredictable. Kelly? Real quickly, Julia, where do you think investors, is this really kind of something that goes back to an
1: investable angle? Hey, there's one company that's kind of doing cool things here, or is it just there's a million different people doing a million different things that are almost undiscernible at this point?
0: Well, I think what's so interesting is to see a big company like IBM have its large language models, its generative AI tools be applicable in the world of sports. And the idea that you may be watching a match and not even realize that it's an AI generated commentary doing, um, doing the voiceover. So I think we are seeing some of these big companies and we'll see more of it, whether it's the IBM Watson or we'll see um, Microsoft and their big investment in open AI. We'll see these tools being leveraged broadly across the sports ecosystem. And then we'll see some of these Smart startups, which are more niche and more focused, um, being deployed in, in more specific use cases, such as in specific training of athletes or giving coaches different tools. But I think everything is being leveraged now. AI makes you more efficient, and everyone's looking for an edge. Amazing, Julia. Thank you very much.
1: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars. But as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader.